This is Washington Football Final. Here's your host, Scott Jackson. All right, a 23-20 loss to Giants. A sloppy start from literally the first play of the game for the Washington offense. The Antonio Gibson fumble. Next time they were supposed to touch the football, they muffed the punt. Leads to 10 points right away. In all, it'll be five turnovers in the day, a broken or a fractured ankle and a dislocation for Kyle Allen, who doesn't get to finish the day, and a 23-20 loss to the Giants, who have now won exactly two games in three weeks and two games in the season. Of course, they're both over this Washington football team. All right, we're here with you until around 8. We'll take your calls at 301-230-0980. Brian Mitchell will join us in the 7 o'clock hour. Here from B. Mitch. Um, obviously, now with Kyle Allen out, that means Dwayne Haskins is going to be wearing a uniform next week. Alex Smith, for now, is the starter after uh, the game. Ron Rivera talking about that. Alex Smith, you know, looked like a different player than he did after the Rams game. Still, still not run away from people like he used to, but he did make one athletic play today that you felt like, okay, maybe he is getting a little bit of that mobility back. But he was also more of an aggressive Alex Smith than we've ever seen in a Washington uniform, at least, throwing the football down the field. Cam Sims made some big plays today. Terry McLaurin made some big plays today. Um, the defense was not very good in the first half, once again, like much like the last Giants game. Uh, no takeaways. We're gashed by the running game. Even in even in the second half, to some degree, you know, the Giants were able to hold the ball a little bit longer than you'd like to see them hold it because they were running the football. They were controlling the line of scrimmage. And Ron Rivera on after the game talked about gap integrity. Heard London Fletcher with me for the last couple hours. He really just thought they were out physical, just pushed around uh, on that line of scrimmage. Linebackers, we've talked about this. This is a weakness of this team. I mean, the linebackers are not playing at a real high level. You look at good Ron Rivera Carolina teams, you know, they had great linebacker play. Uh, I'm not, you're not getting that here with this uh, Washington team, and I'm not sure that's going to change anytime midseason or in season for that matter. I think this is an off-the-season personnel uh, kind of thing that's going to have to have to be the you know to be where that gets solved. Um, they got to get they got to get a stud linebacker who can run sideline to sideline. They just don't have that right now, so that's a big problem. Obviously, today, you know, the self-implosion was a big problem. Penalties are part of the, the factor as well. And, you know, I'll spell out a 23-20 loss. And, you know, you're down 20-3 to at halftime uh, to the Giants as well. And the Giants have gagged up a lot of big leads this year, or double-digit leads, I should say. It's kind of who they've been. And they had a chance today. I mean, Washington had a chance. I mean, Alex Smith, the last interception, you know, he, I was trying to fit it in there to uh, – to McLaurin was a bad decision. The one before that that's tipped, you know, he's trying to throw it over a defensive lineman to to McKissick. McKissick goes up high for it. I mean, both guys are trying to make the best out of a broken play, and, you know, it, it turns into a pick. But you still could have had to live for another day after that. But you know, the last Smith decision, not a good one. And um, now they sit here at 2-6, and six, and, you know, they're going to be in this race for a while. We're going to talk about hey, they're mathematically still alive, yada, yada, yada. For a while this season, because they're going to be, because it's a bad division. Uh, the Eagles and Giants will play each other next week, so somebody's going to lose that game. But you know, if this is you know, if you want to, like I've said from day one with Washington, if you want to get me excited about a ability to go on a run, you actually have to make a run. You got to win more than one in a row. I mean, you know, bottom line. I mean, this team is not 
uh, been able to do that this season. They won the first game, obviously won the Dallas game two weeks ago, and uh, a lot of L's in between. And really, when you look at this team, you know, boy, last year they had one winning streak <laughs> in their three-game season, right? They had the Detroit win, and the Carolina went back-to-back. That was your win streak, right? Your two-game win streak last year. Then you go back to the 2018 season uh, where they won seven games. You had a big three-game win streak when you beat Carolina, Dallas, and New York. You know, that was the big success stretch of that year. I mean, it's not like this team has become accustomed to ripping off a lot of wins in a row. So, you know, even the year before that, best win streak was two when that was in you know 2017 that was with captain kirk still i mean it's been a while since you know you've had a consistent win streak here um you know 2016 i think there was that stretch where they were four where they went four in a row and you know obviously the 2015 season on the other hand when they you know came back and made the postseason they had the you know the four game win streak at the end of the year but you know it's basically all it's been you know for quite a long time here. I mean, this is not something we're accustomed to seeing is win after win after win. And, you know, two in a row would be nice, but now you got to start from scratch in Detroit next week. Detroit's got their problems, but clearly this team has got a lot of problems still as well. Only um, one of the frustrating things about today was as crappy as it was and sloppy as it was in as bad of a start it was, you had a chance still late. You know, you, you're Getting into a rhythm. I think Smith, again, did some good things. You know, you can't take away the turnovers, clearly, but he was more aggressive. You know, he's in the past, I thought, you know, boy, he's, he's not really comfortable setting up and throwing downfield. Today we saw some of that. I think there were some good things set up for him. But, you know, the, the turnovers are going to doom you. And the defense, you know, did get off the field when they needed to late there, you know, the one time. It got the offense, the football back with the timeout, and just a, at the two-minute warning, it was a good spot. They actually played a little complimentary football, but most of the day they didn't do any of that. I mean, defense had come on the field after the, you know, the, the Gibson fumble is almost like a punt, though. I mean, it, it shouldn't have been a big deal, but the Giants moved it up, got a field goal. Now, on the other hand, you fumbled them on the 15-yard line. Okay. It's a bit of a big ask, right, for the defense, and, you know, the Giants took you know, didn't take any time for them to seize the momentum there and cash in, which they did. Uh, that wasn't tough, but it's just the frustrating stuff that continues to happen in the secondary and, you know, these stretches where this defensive line, you know, is getting pushed around a little bit. And the big sack numbers that you saw in week one have not been there since. have been the consistent pressure everybody thought there would be. And uh, that's that's a little frustrating as well, needless to say. And the fact that, well, Daniel Jones has beaten nobody except for this team. <laughs> I mean, he's got, what, five career wins now. Four of them come to Washington. So there's that part of it as well, which I think uh, is a sore point for a lot of fans. All right, 301 We're going to... Uh, Hit your calls up there. You can also hit us up on the Twitter at uh, Jackson Sports uh, that way. And uh, we'll keep you updated on what else is happening around the NFL. The Steelers have finally woken up and become the Steelers again. It's now a 19-15 game after a touchdown. And Dallas uh, just made a big play. So they're trying to hold on to this lead. A big kickoff return right after the Steelers' touchdown for the Cowboys. Uh, there's going to 
get them over midfield. Although I think the guy stepped out. We'll see where they end up putting him down. They got in the silver territory, but it looks like he might have stepped out of bounds. Speaking of stepping out of bounds, I actually thought McKissick might have scored a touchdown today. Obviously, uh, Gibson got it in a couple plays later, but it looked like I don't. I, I think they missed the call. That's probably when the white shoes, right? Like on the line, it's always going to look like it's out. Um, but it, you know, if you wear the black shoes, maybe it would have been a little bit more obvious. I don't know. Maybe maybe the white you blend in. It, it was hard to tell, but it looked like. He was he was clean. I, I thought he was right on the line. I didn't I, right beyond the line. I think he was on the line. I didn't think he was over it. I guess you could say, well, you didn't see any green in between. I don't know. It was it was close. Nevertheless, they scored a couple plays later. There was also one other opportunity for them to challenge. They didn't. I think it was on a completion. It looks like the guy juggled the ball. Maybe the ground helped him catch the football. That didn't get called. But I don't know. It wasn't a, wasn't a big part of the game. But it was a little bit frustrating. All in all, the plus 13 minutes, not quite 13 minutes, just shy of 13 minutes time of possession, uh, was it was like the slow death was very frustrating at times throughout this game with the Giants able to kind of keep the football as long as they wanted to. That kind of stuff should drive Jack Del Rio absolutely bonkers this week. When he goes over, and I'm sure Ron Rivera as well, I mean, he's a defensive coach, and his defense hasn't been good. Um, good enough. And, you know, some of these rankings we see are deceiving because, you know, like the Giants, like the traditional rankings aren't that great defensively. But if you've actually watched the Giants this year and you say, yeah, you know, they're actually pretty good um, defensively. Like they're they're better than you think. I mean, they're not they're not that bad. I mean, they've they've actually do some good things. And I think you uh, you could see that as you know, we've seen that over these two games against Washington that they're, you know, they've got some players, you know, just not very consistent. And usually their offense doesn't help their defense. They'll play very complimentary football, much like this team. They both have kind of similar problems. And in their case, you know, as we're still trying to figure out who the quarterback is here long term, you know, the guy they have on their roster, you know, outside of the weeks he plays this team doesn't necessarily look like he is that guy. But, you know, there's, they're obviously riding it out, and I think that's where some of the frustration comes here with, well, why didn't they do that with Haskins? You know, that's what they're doing there. Well, you know, they're not ready to go to Colt McCoy, I guess, is the answer to that question uh, at this point. But as I've told people from the jump when they made the quarterback change, that it would probably eventually we're going to see all three of these guys this year a couple times, and we're not going to see Kyle Allen again after the ankle separation today. But you are going to see Haskins again. I mean, and same goes for, you know, obviously we're going to see Alex Smith next week as the starter. See how long that lasts. But I think there does come a point where, you know, unless injury makes the decision for you or play or somebody's play, there there's also going to be part of a part of the, you know, standings watch where you're going to say to yourself, well, does it really make sense to keep going this route if we're not making any kind of headway in terms of this season, we got to start thinking about the long play here. Then I guess there's the other part of it, which is, hey, if you're one of these folks that was hoping this would be a tankathon type of season, here you go. Here's your opportunity back again. Now it's going to take a lot of work to catch the O and A Jets, and you know Jags are what one and seven after today. Who who else is? And obviously, then there's a the group of the two win teams, which is you know the Chargers. Washington, the Texans, the Bengals, I think, are a two-win team. Of course, the Patriots. There's a ton of two-win teams. Cowboys are a two-win team. The Giants are now a two-win team. 
So, I mean, there's a bunch of these two-win teams out there as well. So, it's going to take a lot, you know, to uh, to make sure you're in that spot. But, nevertheless, there will be a, there'll be a different quarterback. There'll be at least one more quarterback on this roster next year. I would think that's safe to say. It's just a matter of how do they get that person here. Is it a draft pick? Is it a free agent? Is it a trade? Because it looks like there's going to be uh, some plentiful things there. But, as important as quarterback, I mean, linebacker, it's an issue. You know, you might be able to talk yourself into the receivers you have here if you just keep developing. I mean, certainly it's been great uh, the way that uh, McLaurin's played. I mean, he's a true number one. You know, I think a lot of us thought that Steve Sims could potentially be a number two guy or three guy, and yet here's Cam Sims blowing up today, reminding you why you like, like you're excited about him. So, you know, at the same time, We'll see if he can back it up next week. I mean, he's also somebody who's shown up twice against the Giants now and has been quiet. And opportunities have a little bit of something to do with this as well in other weeks. So we'll see if uh, he can that that will travel to Detroit next week. All right, 301-230-0980, And, you know, the other issue here today with uh, with this team was you actually had fans in the stands. You know, which is good. Glad the fans are back. There was a small amount of people. I'm sure it was a lot easier commuting out of there today. But, man, I mean, how did the Giants fans get in there? I saw pictures. I mean, I thought this was supposed to be for, like, real, like, Washington fans. Like, okay, so we're giving these exclusive tickets to these people, uh, these season ticket holders. But how does that happen? Do they just sell them out? I mean, is that what it was? I mean, that's that's a little frustrating. <laughs> I thought, okay, so you can have like 3,000 people and they're cool. You know, they got to be the diehard fans, right? I mean, those are the people who are coming to the games. It's not going to be, uh, certainly not going to be the Giants fans. It's not going to be like a stadium takeover situation like, you know, the last few seasons. And even today, when you supposedly have control over who's in there, it's, uh, there's still people from, from out of town, or not out of town, but in town that are rooting for the other team, for the out of town team. A little strange to see that. No doubt about it. Um, anyway, that was, and I don't think it was a factor. Kelly, you really can't tell now. Like, all that noise is so canned on television. Like, I don't even know what's real and what's fake anymore uh, with these games. It's kind of kind of become strange, you know, outside of college football where you can actually physically see the people. And then, of course, they rush the field after the game, which is always interesting, too. Um, you know, I just, you don't, uh, it's hard to tell what's what's actually real and what's uh what's the fake crowd noise stuff anyway all right three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty all right we're gonna take a break here in a minute we're gonna get b mitch coming up at the top there before we do that let's get chuck on what's happening chuck <laughs> hey good evening how's everything hey how you buddy, doing, how you doing scott good buddy oh, how you man. Doing? I, I, okay I, I'm, I'm more happy about what happened to the president what happened at uh fedex you know what i'm saying but uh, I'm like this here. I hope that they realize that Alex Smith is gone, man. You know, this is a great quarterback in the league. But what I saw today, that man is gone. I leave him, leave him where he is, man. See what I'm saying? So you're saying he should be the backup? You're saying he should be the backup quarterback? Yeah, yeah, the backup or somewhere on the, on the sideline. With a clipboard, you dig it? Because I mean, you know, the man threw. I mean, come on, you know, 
you threw to the other team more than you threw to our team. And you, and he's a well, great. I, lo- I love what he did in the league. Don't get me wrong. So, but but just to to not you know completely destroy his his uh, legacy. Yeah, get him out of there, man. Please. I actually thought he had a good stretch today until the last two drives. I mean, he threw nine straight completions at one point. He got picked obviously in the second to last drive on the on the tip ball. He probably should have just. Thrown, I don't know. He was too high of a pass to McKissick. Obviously, he's not very tall. And then, obviously, the yeah. last interception was a terrible read. But um, I don't. I mean, to me, he was a much different quarterback than the safe Alex Smith I watched. You know, in 2017, I, I don't know. I mean, he threw the ball downfield, or 2018, excuse me. He threw the ball downfield a lot more today than he did then. And look, he's going to get the job for an, at least through next week. I would say. I, I think there's not going to be a change there. And. Beyond that, I mean, I think everything is subject to change. You know, it's subject to change uh, on a dime with this with this way the season's going. Thanks for the call, Chuck. Now, you could, if you were saying who's more suited to be a backup without work during the week with any, you know, with the ones, absolutely he's more suited for that. I would agree to that. But they're not going to do that right now. They're not. They're not going that way. They're going to give Alex Smith some starts. I don't know how many it's going to be, but he's going to have some. Can have a chance to win some games. And if he doesn't, I think that's when you'll see the change. Tell me what's happening. What's going on, man? Hey, don't tell Hey, nothing, man. Hey, look, man. Hey, the team. The team played their heart out today, and I know I, I've been hearing a lot of a lot of grief going towards the defense. The defense been stand on the field. They held, they held the team to, to twenty three points. I mean, if you look at what the Giants did against Tampa Bay, I mean, they was airing the ball out, throwing it down the field. I mean, I mean, the defense did their thing, man. But when it came down to it, and and, and let me remind everybody, the first week we was down seventeen, and Haskins brought that team back down seventeen. Now until this, until these coaches right there wrong. Hey, they dealing with that that mean that mean tick called karma, man. Karma is bad, man. They tell they right their wrongs. They need to go ahead, man, and, and, and make and, and make that man right, man. Put him in the game. Let him ball out. Let him do his thing. He was growing, man. If they want to ride this Alex Smith train all they want, man. It ain't gonna get them nowhere. But a slap in the face, man. They need to put Hassels in the game and let him go, man. Hell the red scan. All right, thanks, Nicole. Yeah, it's not going to be next week, it doesn't look like. But I think, again, it's going to play back to him. Like, again, just count the votes. <laughs> count the votes, and at the end, we'll see where we stand. John King, okay? All right, that's what's going to happen. It's, it's going to eventually get there. Everybody's got to be patient. Uh, I'll say this, though. The, the comeback against the uh, Eagles... A lot of that was defense. And you do remember. I mean, they were putting the doorstep on in there. Remember that? They, they didn't drive the ball past the 50-yard. They didn't have to drive the ball past the 50-yard line, okay? So, that's good. Um, I guess Steven Montez, will they make him the third? I guess they'll bring him on the roster now and have three guys. I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. All right, if you're on the line, hang in there. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Glad to see Tua is balling. Uh, this is a fun game between the Cardinals and the uh, Dolphins. Now 31 all, 
And uh, it is wild. And the Dallas still hanging on against the Stillers, nineteen fifteen, but Pittsburgh uh, is matriculating the football down the field with uh, a lot of time left, nine ten to go. All right, uh, B. Mitch coming up on the other side. It is uh, Washington Football Final here on the Team nine eighty ninety five point nine FM. This is Washington Football Final. Here's your host, Scott Jackson. Play action for Smith. Steps up, throws over the middle of the field, finds McClure to cuts through a tackle at the 40. 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington! Okay, Captain. And I'm over there pointing at Terry the whole time because it looks like Blake Martinez sees the drop late. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Is that Blake Martinez or David Mayo? One of those linebackers for the Giants sees Terry McLaurin screaming over late in the formation. They're in a zone, and he tries to drop under it while the corner just says, hey, I'm going to just try to hit him because I know I can't make that play. And Isaiah uh, Yodem and Terry McLaurin is able to bounce off of that play, absorb the contact, and still run about 30, 40 yards more for the touchdown, man. Terry, that's and, a great play. You know, I love seeing the fans here enjoying this. By the way, 728 days since Alex Smith threw a touchdown pass. Welcome back, official. Or no, not official. It's the official Washington football final. After a 23-20 loss to the Giants, second loss to the Giants in three weeks. One of the highlights for Washington and Alex Smith there, Terry McLaurin's TD, and unfortunately, a couple interceptions after that. All right, joining us right now, fresh off the television set, Brian Mitchell joins us here on the Team 980 95.9 FM here on Washington Football Final. Glad to have this show straight now. What's happening, B. Mitch? I'm good, man. How you doing, Jack? I'm all right. Um, you know... Terrible start to this game. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't script the worst start to a football game than uh, Washington had today. Yet they they were still, you know, with the football with just at two minutes and a timeout with a chance to go down at least tie it or win it. And obviously, uh, Alex Smith, you know, who had actually done some good things prior to that, just made a terrible read and gets picked. And there's a ball game. I think when when you saw the, uh, the Giants in like uh, zone and things of that nature, it wasn't coming a lot. Alex was. Damn near perfect. But once yeah. they started to bring some pressure and make him have to move off his spot, make him have to make those plays, he wasn't the same guy, you know. But ultimately, when you go into a game and you have five turnovers, you're not supposed to be winning the game anyway. But the fact that they were still in that game that late in the game shows you how bad the Giants are as well. Yeah, it really does. I mean, the Giants, again, and, and boy, Daniel Jones would like to play this team every week, right? He's 4-0. Oh, he's yeah. got one win against the rest of the league. I mean, it's just a ridiculous stat. Um, but, I mean, you know, coming out today, you get the, you know, Gibson fumble. All right, it's deep in giant territory. You should be able to get them off the field. They get a field goal. Okay, you can live with that, right? Okay, 3 nothing. We're getting the ball back. Okay, then, I, you know, then Isaiah Wright muffs the punt. It's 10 nothing. you know, just like that. And then before you know it, you know, you're 20 to three at halftime. Your quarterback's got a dislocated ankle uh, and a fracture, you know, another yeah. November quarterback injury. I mean, it's just, you know, that being said, you know, they, they came back. And I guess, you know, again, some of that's the Giants, but, you know, they showed some fight. It's just, it's, you know, too much of the sloppiness to start and a lot of it in between. Just they, they can't overcome that kind of stuff. They're not good enough for that. No, they're not good enough for it. And I think Ron Rivera hit it on the head when he said that, you know, he told his team, you can't spot guys 20 points like that. And yeah. I think that's the ultimate thing. You would think that the Giants were the team that came off the bye, not not the Washington football team. 
you know, the Giants had just played, what was it, Monday night or whatever? And yeah, Monday night, they yeah. Played, they, they had the most energy. You know, they looked like they were the team sitting on for two weeks and ready to go play a game. The Washington football team didn't look that way. You know, they came out, they were slow, they, they, they started slow, uh, nothing worked out for them, and then late as the game go, you start fighting. But it's just, you think about the situation, okay? A team gets up, what do they do? They start playing conservative. If I ever were a coach or anything, if I get up on you by 20, I'm trying to put 40 on you the next half. But every team does this in the NFL. They begin to play more of the prevent style, and that's how they went down the field at the end of the first half. You know, they play that thing, or we're going to just do this to try to let the clock run out. No, keep playing with you. Keep doing what you were doing before and try to put points on the board. So the Giants didn't do that. So Washington started to take a little bit more of a chance. You know, the, the, the play that you played coming in, Terry McLaurin, you know, both of those defensive backs, if I'm a coach, I got them doing tackling drills. You know, yeah, yeah. he said he caught the ball, but he shouldn't have been going any farther than that. But he, he's, a, he's an unbelievable player. He bounces off and goes into the end zone. But ultimately, you had too many mistakes. You can't keep shooting yourself in the foot and then uh, harming yourself and expect to win games, especially in this league. And now you're looking at the fact they started off the first, it was one and three. Now they're three again. And you basically have another quarterback going into the, the next quarter. Let's see how this uh, pans out. Yeah, I mean, I think I see where we're going here eventually if the wins don't rack up. I mean, you're going to have Haskins back on the field at some point. This is kind of what we've been talking about from the jump that I thought this could play back to him. But uh, for the here and now, um, you know, the other disconcerting thing, and this kind of happened in the first Giants game where New York, yeah, I mean, they weren't, you know, running up, you know, 50-yard runs or whatever, but they were just kind of killing you with, you know, those four or five-yard runs, six-yard gashes, right? And they they controlled the ball. Yeah, Right, and then, you know, Alfred Morris, the 19-yard run, and, um, you know, Smoot didn't agree with me earlier, um, but I kind of always feel good when I see Alfred Morris still playing in this league and doing good things because, you know, here's a guy, all he does is, uh, you know, does move the chains, right? I mean, he's not flashy, but all he does is move the chains, and he did a good job. Gallman did a good job. Gallman's another guy who likes playing against Washington. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, man, listen, Alfred had a damn good game. Uh, yeah. Anyway, when you look at going into the game, I said that they had to stop the run if they were going to win the football game. And we look at the first game that we lost 20 to 19, and everybody can say what reason he felt the two point conversion. Say what you want to yeah. say. But ultimately, that team stayed in the game because they ended up with 240 yards offense. They had 134 rushing in the first game. They come back this game and have over 160 something yards rushing. And guess what? In this game, you didn't have an unbelievable run by the quarterback. These were kind of, they, they came into this game. And you can see their game plan was to run the ball at Washington. And they did it consistently. And I know, you know, we sit here and all we talk about is sacks. Sacks are good. But you yeah. know what? That's another aspect of football. That's, that's the physical aspect where you got to stop the run. And we have not done that on a consistent enough basis. And you look at it from all the way beginning of the season. Teams, when they had to run the ball against us, they have run the ball. And when we start playing against some of these better teams on the second half of the season, when they get a 20-point lead, we're not going to have an opportunity because they're going to run the ball down our damn throat until we prove we can stop it. Yeah, that's um, that's a problem. I mean, no doubt. And, you know, they're kind of taking advantage of the aggressive nature of these ends, and uh, certainly it worked in their favor. And, look, the linebacker position has been struggling, right? I mean, there's you know they made one change in the lineup to get Cole Holcomb out there, but – uh, they don't really have any person, many more personnel uh, moves up their sleeve. They're going to have to get better at the group they have. I mean, even these guys have not not been uh, not been doing a great job either. They they haven't, and I, but you know, it's, I think it's it's a combination. You know, it's the interior linemen and the linebackers because normally interior linemen are there. They they rush. They're going to be trying to penetrate 
and take one person with them into the backfield or even two if they try to double, you know, and they allow those linebackers gaps to run through. How many gaps do the linebackers have to really run through? Not many. You watch those guys offensively. They are moving our defensive tackle, uh, moving them one direction. Guys are cutting back off of them. So many times in the first half, I thought Dalton was going to break one, but he kept getting a little shoestring tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to play more stout at that position. I understand athleticism, and people like to talk about athleticism. But there comes a time when you got to just be a badass and just stop somebody. You know, you got to be able to stone them, get rid of them, and make a play. You can't just keep trying to run. No, I'm going to go cut them off. That's what they want you to do. Most running yeah. backs playing in this league, I want you to run hard so I can cut back and go try to get a big gash on you. And that's exactly what happened today over and over again. And they'll get five yards here, eight yards here, seven yards. You're making it second and short for your team. You know, the Giants not a great team. You start playing against these better teams, and you're going to have a long day. You'll never have a chance to catch up. Yeah, I mean, they're going to play, you know, for a couple of weeks, they're going to play some teams that aren't so great, and we'll see what the, the results end up being. But until they really clean up their own act, I don't think it matters, right? I mean, it, you know, we can talk about yeah, yeah. this team's that or that team. I mean, until they actually clean it up and show some consistent level of, of success, I think it's kind of pointless to even look at the schedule. I, I think, Jack, this is the thing. We said that they're going to be playing some teams that are not so great. Well, the only way we're going to say this team is great because we love this team, we're fans of this team, or whatever. You look at the stats and you look at what we've done, we're not so great either. I'm sure the other teams are saying the exact same thing about us. So ultimately yeah. what's going to have to happen is, you know, we're looking at teams about they're not so great. We're two and six. So what are we going to have to do? We're going to have to be more consistent. We're going to come out, come out here and play a harder-nosed game and prove to this team that we can play. Nobody believes that we can play because we haven't proven it to them in a consistent basis. Yeah, and uh, they're going to start from uh, the get- beginning again, trying to get a win streak going here. So uh, still unable to get that this season. Again, at Detroit uh, next week. Uh, looks like it's going to be Alex Smith. Obviously, we, we had talked about that earlier. You know, Dwayne Haskins will be the backup at this point with, with Kyle Allen done. I mean, when you saw that injury, I don't know, what, what was your reaction? I kind of thought maybe it was like a knee or something at first. I mean, it looked terrible with the leg whip, the way it kind of came around how Pepper's kind of came around awkwardly. He was flying around, and it, the way the leg went, and I guess a dislocated ankle is good news, all things considered. Yeah, it, it looked it looked worse than that to me because, you know, you look at the ankle, it looked like it was going one direction, but then it looked like it was some lump a little farther up. So I don't mm-hmm. know if the fracture thing is something that's been totally out. Brian said all right. he heard was that the dislocated ankle one time. I think when it all comes out, we're going to hear something about a fracture. But, you know, ultimately, you look at it. And uh, I don't think it was something intentionally done. But as soon as Prepper saw his leg, you saw his reaction. Yeah, he so knew you it. knew it was something serious, you know. And then once they showed a picture, uh, a glance of it, you go, oh, Lord, again? Yeah. You know, and I, I guess a little – uh, Joe put out, you know, <laughs> November is not good for quarterbacks here in D.C. Yeah. Hell, that's three November injuries of quarterbacks, major injuries, you know. And I think uh, yeah. you know, there's it, nothing you can really do about it. You look at Alex, his, his foot got kind of caught in the ground and was turned a certain way. Joe, the guy fell right on his leg in, 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 in a perfect angle to break it at that point. Today, a leg whip. How many times do you see somebody's leg get dislocated like that with a leg whip? You know, and an unintentional one. So that's just part of this game. This game is a group. This game is brutal. And I think people have to just understand that part. But let's not try to make it seem like, oh, he went out there to try to harm him like that. I doubt that very soon. No, I don't think it was yeah purposeful at all. It just is unfortunate. It's awful looking, but yeah, I mean, boy, November and, and uh, 
quarterbacks of this organization. It's not not a good combo, that's for sure. Um, I'll be, you know, again, we'll see, we'll see what the final results on what they say, but I'm with you. I thought maybe it would be more than just the dislocation and a, and a slight fracture, I think, was the initial uh, diagnosis. We'll see how Think we'll about it. The, le- the, the, the leg comes around when he hits his leg. How many times do, do you dislocate an ankle that way? Yeah. Normally it's a break. Because I watched Anderson Silva one day where he was leg kicking people, okay? And he was kicking this guy so damn hard. And I'm like, damn, he's going to break his own leg. And bam, right. he snapped his leg, and it, and it kind Oof. of wrapped around the guy's leg. Right, That's right. That's the thing that normally happens from stuff like that. You know, not a dislocation. Normally a fracture comes from it. So that's why I, I'm anticipating that it's going to be also some, some level of a fracture coming with it. All right. The um, Let's get to – the interesting thing about Alex Smith Day was a couple things, right? When he played – was before he got hurt, obviously, in 2018 – he wasn't throwing the ball downfield, right? That was one of the criticisms. Wasn't throwing the ball downfield, wasn't mm-hmm. taking enough chances. And here he is today, you know, throws, you know, for more yards than he ever did when he was healthy back in, you know, at the beginning of the season of 2018. But he throws more picks than he ever did in a game as well. Uh, it was, you know, I mean, I guess you could be encouraged that he's throwing it downfield more, but should we be concerned that now suddenly he's going to be a turnover guy? Well, I think when you look at the fact, uh, you know, the one that Cam Sims, Cam was wide open. It was a blown coverage by the Giants. The one that Terry McLaurin, he should have been tackled there, but they, those guys got yards after the catch. Alex was putting the ball where it was supposed to be, but as I look at it ultimately, I'm just going to tell you, you know, when there is a lot of pressure and, and people getting around him, he doesn't perform the same way as he does when he's doing stuff in rhythm and they're playing zone. Now, if I'm a defense fan against Washington, what I'm doing, I'm playing man-to-man and I'm coming after him four or five. Occasionally makes you think I'm coming, drop some people out. I'm not playing a lot of zone. He picked that zone. He, he carved this zone up. I'll put some man on him and then make him have to put the ball in certain spots. That's when you begin to see a difference. But I think a lot of people are afraid to do that because, like I said before, you give me one-on-one, I'm taking Terry McLaurin. You give me one-on-two, I'm probably taking men too. Yeah. I, you know, the thing that we haven't seen in either one of the games he's played in, maybe – well, I'm trying to remember the, the Rams game was a fog because it was so weird, that game. But anyway – you know, we used to see a lot of Alex Smith, you know, bootlegs, rolling out on the move. Um, you know, he, he had the one play today where he rolled left and he kind of spun around and he was able to get it to McKissick for a nice gain, under, you know, to avoid the pressure. But clearly they're not putting any design stuff for him to move right now, which tells me that, you know, I know he said to us, hey, I'm feeling better each time. I'm doing a little bit more each time. But that's still going to be an issue, right? If you if you get in a pure drop back game with him, I'm with you. I think teams are going to decide, you know what, we're just going to tee off on this guy and, and you know, take our chances. Yeah, I think the thing of it, you know, he showed that they, he has mobility, but I don't know if he's at that level where he was. You know, no, no way. I, 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 every once in a while, yeah. I see little things to where, you know, listen, and, and it's understandable. Hell, you went through a horrific injury, yeah. very horrific injury. So that's going to be playing on his mind a little bit. And when people get close to that leg and, Get around it; it's gonna change up. I just—I'm talking about the sudden stops and starts and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And when I watch pressure coming around him, then that's when I see the bad plays popping up. But they—I think Logan Ryan set him up on that last play. They sat there just like a quarterback looks one way. Logan Ryan acted as if he wasn't covered, didn't see the, the receiver. As soon as he went to deliver, he stepped right in front of the ball. Yeah. Um... And again, it'll be interesting next week when they actually have a week to have him as the starter and see if they change some things up that they would have in the you know in the 
I just I just think it's uh, it's going to be tough for him to be a drop back passer. You know what I mean? He, he's that's not him. Obviously, they got to run the ball better. They had they never really got in any kind of running game today uh, for an extended well, period of time. Like, I think nine, ten times a day they ran the ball. Yeah, yeah. You Wasn't have, good. And I, I believe for this team to be successful, you need to run the ball effectively like you did against Dallas. And let's remember, there are certain quarterbacks out there who can drop back and pick you apart from the pocket. But what makes Alex Smith so special is the way he moves around and the things he can do to extend Mm -hmm. plays. If he can't be that at the highest level like he used to be, then you're missing a little bit of who Alex Smith really is. Today when we started trying to take more chances, you saw the the turnovers happen. You know, and I I know Trevor has stated that, well, you know, you can't blame – you can blame the quarterback because he's throwing the ball. You know, and then anything is probably going to see. I said Dallas is playing close with Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Now it looks like they're going to lose the game. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just, it's just, you know, just listen. I said this today. The performance that he gave coming off of that injury and having that long to play and the way he performed, that is absolutely amazing. I give him credit for that. But I still think it's a little bit missing from who he really is on the yeah. football field to expect great, great things from it. Yeah, without – I mean, again, I, I think they really got to go into this Detroit game and they got to think about a run-heavy game plan first. Yes, he can throw the football. He's shown that. He, that was much more encouraging today than it was against the Rams. I would have said never put him on the field again after that game, to be honest with you. And uh, so, yeah, from that standpoint. But, again, I just don't – look, let's be honest. Even when he was a younger guy – he was never somebody just to throw the ball 45 times to beat you, right? I mean, that was, you know, he was, like you said, better using his legs, you know, with a good running yeah. game. You know, he was a guy who could throw on the move. His own read was good, really. I think when, when Harbaugh got there in San Francisco, you know, that helped him a lot with his own read stuff with Gore before they made the switch to Kaepernick. And then when he went with Andy, you know, Andy did a lot of that stuff too. But Andy did, because Andy had so many weapons, so much speed on that team, they did throw the ball vertically yeah. uh, at a high level. But then, of course, you saw that. The next level when they got the freak that they got in there right now, Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the thing about that's it, though, a whole though, different world, man. Is, you watch the Giants today. They, the reason they were able to have so much success because they ran the football effectively. Yeah, I think if we're going to have success, you're not going and get Alex Smith throw the ball forty times, fifty times, and expect to win a lot of games. You need to have you need to have the running backs, McKissick and Gibson. You know, and they have those guys going out there, Paul Barber running the ball 25 to 30 times a game amongst the three of them to get an effective running game. And then you can have him do a lot of the things that he does. But if you just think he's going to run the ball less than 10 times and let him throw the ball around, this is not going to end up very well. Yeah. And um, by the way, I mean, frankly, that's the same game plan they'll have to have if Haskins gets back on the field. I mean, it's really basically all the quarterbacks they have. We, You know, this isn't, you know, Again, Justin Herbert, you know, uh, you know, name name one of these young whoop guys whipping around the yard. Although Justin Herbert keeps losing by you know last plays of the game, but yeah. he lost again today, poor guy. Uh, but you know that's that's kind of the mo of this team. They've got to be able to run it first before they can do anything else, and yeah. uh, and it's you not see, it's not going to work out well. The way that they throw around all the weapons that they have, they still run Hilaire all the time. Yeah. Okay. They used to run the the Williams guys all the time. They they when uh you had the what's the young man up in our in our Cleveland now he was there. Hunt. They would run him. Yep. They still want to run the ball and have some semblance of a running game. They have far more weapons than we have, but they're still yeah. trying to establish a running game. And how the hell do we think we gonna go out there with one established guy, Terry McLaurin, and I think Cam Sims every time he gets out they see the play. I don't know why it's taking so long for him to play. 
But ultimately, we're going to go out there and we're going to think we're going to beat teams with one weapon and not have a running game. We have to run the football. I understand that it's about throwing it around the yard, pass it, pass it, pass it. But you know what? Those teams that can run it and then toss it, they win more games than the one that just tosses it all the time. All right. Well, good stuff, man. Enjoy the rest of the night. Uh, tomorrow, noon to 3, uh, here on uh, the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. We'll hear you then. I'm going to have to go get me a – after this game is over, I get a cocktail in honor of Dallas losing. <laughs> you don't think Garrett Gilbert's about to pull out a victory here? Hell to the no. Did you watch? By the way, have you been watching some of Tua? This Tua Kyler Murray thing today has been a lot of fun. They're those two guys. Yeah, I've been seeing the highlights. You know, but uh, we'll see. Hey, oh. at least throwing it. Well, I can just say that the, the, the tag of our Lord that I care about right now is the one that's over in Maryland. His little brother is doing some great things too. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that's a great win yesterday. It's two really good wins in a row yeah. now for the Terps. All right. Oh, Have a good night, B. Mitch. Talk yesterday, to you later, buddy. Today was some coaches getting fired day. Just remember that, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it easy. All right. Peace. Later. Have a good one. Um, so, yeah, now Kyler Murray is trying to take the Cardinals down the field to tie the game or to win the game. I mean, this is a 34-31 game with uh, 255 to go. That's way too much time for both of them. Two has had a great game today. Guess those Dolphin fans will calm down. They were bent last week because they beat the Rams, but Tua didn't throw it a ton. Oh well, uh, two hundred forty-eight yards for Tua, two TDs. Good thing they tanked last year to get it. Oh wait, they didn't tank, did they? They tried to win every week. Interesting. All right, um, if you're on the line, hang in there. We'll get to calls coming up on the other side. Washington loses to the Giants for the second time in three weeks. At least you don't have to see the Giants again this season. Twenty-three twenty, the final. Uh, your phone call is next, 301-230-0980, Washington Football Final here on the Team 980 at 95.9 FM. This is Washington Football Final. Here's your host, Scott Jackson. No huddle for Washington. Isaiah Wright rushes across to the right side of the field. Cam Sims lines up. McClord is now deep left. 125 on the clock, second and six at the 32. Snap to Smith. Now throws over the middle of the field, and that is picked off. That is picked off by Logan Ryan. It was near no Washington receiver. He was waiting on that fifth turnover of the game for New York, and that should seal it. And they got a cover. Welcome back. Washington football final after the 23-20 loss to the Giants. Thanks to Brian Mitchell for joining us last segment. It was Brad Weinstein and D. Hall and Julie Donaldson on the call today. All right, we'll get back to calls here. We got about uh, 30 minutes or a little less than that, I guess, in real time because of commercials. 301 230 0980. We're out of here just before eight. Let's get to Gus. Gus, thank you. You're next up here on Washington Football Final. Hey, Scott. Um, it was excruciating watching our defense having to deal with all those uh, three and outs for the offense and the turnovers. I felt so bad for them. Um, the one thing to say is you can't tank because even if you get like the quarterback of your dreams, the thing that may happen that happened to Kyle Allen might happen to them, you know, the horrible injury. You know, I think uh, we should uh, give Haskins a shot actually in the next two games and see what he can do. You can always go back to Alex Smith later, but, you know, Haskins would be, he beat Detroit last year. I know it's a different team with staff playing, and then he has the Bengals coming up and it'd be the Ohio State Bowl against Burrow that I was anticipating at the beginning of the year. But um, I think he should go with Haskins. I think it's a golden opportunity to get Haskins. I think it's going to come back to him. I don't think it'll happen right – well, it's obviously not coming this week. Uh, unless a 
big change of plans uh, between now and you know Tuesday or Wednesday, excuse me, when they get back to work. Thanks for the call, Gus. I'll be honest with you, Gus. The thing that was excruciating for me today was watching the defense get gashed by Wayne Gullman and Alfred Morris. I mean, that was ridiculous. And the plus 13 minutes of time of possession for the Giants. I mean, it was bad complimentary football around. Look, the offense didn't do the defense any favors and stretches, but the defense also didn't do themselves any favors and stretches either. And obviously the special teams are the big blunder today. I mean, Isaiah Wright fumble is huge. I mean, that's, you know, that's huge. Because, again, you, you know, you can live with the three points off of the Gibson fumble, which, you know, was – Deep in Giants territory, by the way, um, you could live with that, but the the uh, you can't fumble in the doorstep of um, you know of your own territory like Wright did, and obviously you saw Sims back there after that. Thankfully, all right, let's get to Paulie next. Paulie, what's happening in the seven five seven? Big head Jackson, what's going on, man? <laughs> what's up? Look at you talking. You, you got a big head too. <laughs> hey, look, man. I had to call on the on this on this second second show because I was so hot on the first show. I thought it was sounding like uh, Space Lee Sprockets or something. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, look, man. Why in the world did y'all have John Bostic on there? Unless he's gonna say I'm benching myself because I should never be playing. I don't want to hear nothing coming out that guy's mouth, man. God, hey, hey, he might be the worst linebacker in the league, man. Look. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to hear nothing more about winning in the division. Win a game. Then win two games. Stop talking then about three. this division. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Stop talking about this division, man. He got swept by the Giants. And, and I'm going to tell you another thing. The, the, this loss right here makes the first loss look even worse. Being Mr. Uh, Rivera wanted to go with his gut, you know, so it, it put the pressure all on winning this game, and we didn't do it. Came out lackadaisical, you know, uh, uh, sloppy. I don't know what Logan Thomas was doing. Hey, Logan Thomas, why are you tiptoeing down the sideline? The smart thing was oh. to step out of bounds and touch the ball. Then the play would have been dead right there. Well, he could have actually just punched it out of bounds. You know what I mean? They could have, he could have kicked the ball out of bounds. I mean, it would have been fine. He had, he had like, Three options he could have done that was better than flopping on the ball like a fish and yep. then trying to scoop it up and run with it. That's what that's the whole thing. He tried to scoop it up and run with it, and he's not nimble. Yeah. Um, Alex Smith, man, look, I, I don't care what he th- – I'm, I'm on the greens with B. Mitch. You know, it, it was kind of fool's gold with him. You know, he looked good, but he's, he's turned into Kyle Allen. If the pressure is on him, he's going to make a bad mistake. And we've seen that. You know, I mean, um, um, Scott Turner, look, as, as bad as uh, – you, you should know what you have at quarterback, man. That, that's, that you, you can't end – this is the combination of the two. You can't end the last two drives on interceptions when it's winning time. I mean, the first the, – the second interception, why in the world didn't we run the ball? Not one time. We crossed the 50-yard line. We just needed a field goal to tie. Uh, was he thinking that coach wasn't going to tie? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, 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 Mr. I can't stand Dustin Hopkins. You wanted to see him try to kick a tying field goal instead of going for a touchdown? <laughs> listen, I'm not, listen, uh, listen, I, listen, I'm not even talking about you know, individual players. I'm talking right. about good coaching strategy. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Offensive Coordinator, we over the 50 yard line. Yeah. You know, we need to, we, we, you know, we three points down. Why are you dropping this guy back? Three consecutive times without even attempting to run. I mean, at least give him a manageable uh, second and third down. 
But no, you well, I mean, uh, look, I, it, yeah, look, he, he had nine straight completions at, in one stretch. Okay, so he was in a rhythm. Let's not act like he was he was like thrown up all over himself the whole time. I mean, he was actually in a really good rhythm. Yeah, uh, okay, I'm not, it's not the point about him being in a rhythm. The whole yeah. point is like, hey, we we, we fought back. We got back mm-hmm. to this game. We down three points. We got a little momentum going. You know, stop. Why are we throwing three straight times? I mean, let's put mm-hmm. ourselves in a position that at worst that we can convert another first down, get closer to kicking a field goal. At worst, kicking a field goal. You know, I know he was in the rhythm, and, 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 and I hope Smoot's still listening. I know he's probably not. But if you are, hey, Smoot, don't try to claim my man Cam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm in the camp. Hey, listen. Cam yeah. he, listen. He stepped on the field. If, if you not understood something about Smoot, is he will he will do any he will steal anybody's ideas and take them for his own. I mean, this is who Smoot has been for years. I've known this about him. He, I remember, like on draft night after they took Terry McLaurin, I go waiting for a year from now when we're talking about them hiring Urban Meyer Smoot, and then Smoot like the next year goes, you know, I'm going to go t- make a prediction tonight, and then he gives out the whole Urban Meyer thing. I'm like, hey, dummy, I was doing the draft show with you. I gave you that in April, and he's like, you know, I was trying to steal that from my own. Anyway, yeah. I, I do remember that. But yeah, man, <laughs> I don't know, man. This team, this team, I don't want to hear any more talk about a division, man. This is not a, and another thing, Rivera, he talked about Isaiah Wright. Oh, I was right even back there. I mean, come on. He, he was I mean, he, he didn't, you know, I like Isaiah Wright. Don't get me wrong. But he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't Deion Sanders back there when he was healthy. He, he missed the last, what, two games. Then we had the bye week. You know, yeah. uh, I think Danny Johnson had did a solid job uh, in, in, in catching the punt. I mean, he did a good job in the bad weather. I, I don't understand why he was back there anyway. But then for him to say that, well, we got, he's a young player. We got young players. We're going to live with their mistakes. But you got a quarterback that you sat on the bench because he threw three interceptions, right? So are you so why are you not living with his mistakes? But then you got a guy who's 15 years veteran in the league through two game-ending interceptions on consecutive drives, and even the first interception. Uh, why, why are you even throwing to McKiskey? I mean, he's right at the line of scrimmage. I know why, because he was under pressure. He was feeling the heat. He wasn't going nowhere. If he would have caught the ball, all he would have did was ran down the ran down the clock. Yo, I'm about to curse. I'm about to pull a big Tony up here. Uh, oh, don't do that. Man, Nobody I, wants to be big Tony. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. All right, buddy. I'm getting all riled up. I'm all right. Getting all riled up. Hey, have a good after. Have a good evening, man. Hell you to too, the W. And, and let's win <laughs> one game and not win a division. Let's just get one game next week. All right. Take it easy. By the way, um. Dallas got the ball almost at midfield, just shy of midfield, third and ten. Garrett Gilbert dealing dimes to um, – that's a first down. It was Gallup, Michael Gallup at the 29. They got to clock it, and there's only eight seconds left, seven seconds. It's going to be a shot at the end because they're down by five, 29, 24-19. So the Stillers um, – Still not quite to the finish line to stay undefeated. We'll be the only undefeated team in the in the NFL at eight and zero. All right, I got to take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Uh, the Washington Football Team, if you didn't figure it out yet, lost again to the Giants, twenty three to twenty. The Detroit Lions, the Adrian Peterson Bowl, straight ahead, so people can call us next week and bemoan how Adrian Peterson should still be on this roster. We'll get to that one next here on Washington Football Final here on the Team Nine Eight Ninety Five Point Nine FM. This is Washington Football Final. Here's your host, Scott Jackson. 
First and 10 at the 50 for Washington. They got one timeout to work with, 114 on the clock. Smith steps back, throws over the middle. Cam Sims at the 25-20. Cuts back, beats, he couldn't beat the defender. He was headed towards the end zone, dropped down at the 16-yard line. That is a 34-yard gain for Washington. Maybe you're right, Julie. Maybe Morgan Moses' speech worked a little bit. Yes, uh, Cam Sims, spark plug. That was for our boy, our boy Polly, who loves him some Cam Sims. Three catches, 110 yards. Of course, he had a big touchdown against the Giants the last time out. See if uh, Cam Sims can continue that next week in Detroit. Yeah, Sims and McLaurin, good combo today. Uh, the five turnovers, not a good combo, three of which uh, Alex Smith picks. Uh, one Antonio Gibson fumble, one Isaiah Wright fumble. Uh, going in backwards order there. All right, uh, 301-230-09. And again, 10 minutes left with you here on uh, Washington Football Final. And that'll do it. And then uh, tomorrow, I'm sure Sheehan will have plenty of post-game react tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Uh, followed by Doc and Galdi at 9. I'm sure Doc was really happy with this game. And, uh, of course, uh, B. Mitch and Scotty from noon to three, and uh, Steve Zabin, assuming he's uh, not on vacation again uh, from three to six. All right, three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Let's get to Sib. Sib, what's happening? Scott, how you doing, man? Good. How are you tonight? How you doing? Yeah, I know you for a long time, man. I got a bone to pick with you before I make my comment. Okay, go ahead. I knew first of all, Polly was going to get around to uh, Dwayne Haskins. I was waiting for him to, you know, you know, yeah. hint. hint. But then you give him like almost ten minutes on the show, man. He calls twice, and, and it's like oh, I thought it was like a Polly was a guest initially. Oh my and, god, um, he didn't call the first of all. He did not get on the first show. Number one, f- fix your uh, facts. Today, today he didn't, but he usually does. Right. Anyway, well, okay. yeah, usually, and usually I listen, and usually one of my two Polly calls is me screaming at him. Right. Today I didn't <laughs> scream at him. Um, I, you know, again, he gave me the whole. He gave me the whole analysis from offense, defense, coaching, coordinator. Oh, no. Hey, listen. Yeah, he, he listen. He he had a lot going on. He didn't. I appreciated the fact that he knew he wasn't in a position to talk on a network show and hung up earlier before he got <laughs> that moment. And so I gave him a little. I did. I gave him a little bit long. You're right. I was very. You're you know, very that's good. the You're nicest I've time. ever been You're to Paulie. That was the nicest I've ever been to Paulie. And the one thing I forgot to ask Paulie because Paulie lives in the seven five seven. Is did they have do they have the COVID uh, vaccine down there? Because I was in Williamsburg yesterday, and I swear to God, nobody wears a mask down there. I don't know what the hell's oh going on down there. I'm, I'm at this lacrosse tournament, and I'm wearing one all day. Okay, and you know, yeah, they're uncomfortable, they're hard to breathe in. I get it. Okay, but you know, everybody around here, you know, these people are just walking around like, hey, you know, it's great, yeah. we're fine, well, and like, you know, we're I'm like, hello, folks. I don't know. Anyway, Polly lives in Nor- I don't know if Polly lives in Norfolk, but I know the Virginia Beach crowd there, man. They don't care. But anyway, no, yeah, um, this is Williamsburg. But anyway, yes, Virginia Beach. Yeah, uh, yes, I think Paulie's a Norfolk guy. Go ahead. But yeah, I know he was going to eventually. I was waiting for him to get around to Dwayne Haskins. But anyway, I do want to see yeah. Dwayne Haskins though, because it's like there's no point now. And uh, yeah, my thing is, eventually will. I've been a I've been a fan since 1970s. But it's like if you're going to lose, at least play competitive. I mean, they were they came out flat. You know, it's just it's very disappointing. And you know, if this was Jay Gruden was the coach right now, oh my God, people would be on 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 him like anything. But people feel sympathy for uh, Rivera. Because of his well, it, no, I, listen, it's his first year. It's his first year in I a know, new program, right? They got to weed out some people. They yeah. didn't have a – let's be honest. This is a weird year, okay? This is a weird year for sports, okay? And I know that's no excuse. Everybody's living through the same stuff. But it's it's weird, right? Everything is – there's no offseason. There was no – they got a lot of needs still. I mean, this is why, like, the idea that 
you know, a quarterback's going to fix everything is kind of bogus, right? It would be nice no. to have, like, a great quarterback, no question. But, I mean, they need linebackers. I mean, they yeah. need another safety. They might need two safeties, actually. Um, they need off. They need a, they need a uh, left tackle. Although, I'll tell you what, the, the kid, Lucas has been fine, by the way, the last two weeks. But they need offensive line help. I don't know what they're going to do with Sheriff. I mean, there's still, like, major things needed for this team beyond – uh, just you know, just like one position. If, I mean, there's a lot of things could, that still needed. If, if I could say, if I could say one final thing, I do agree with you. As we know, football is the most dependent sport. There's mm-hmm. no one player. Everybody's dependent on each other. It's a true team sport, and and you know, it takes players. And we don't have that talent level just yet. We got some talent, but I want to just say one last thing. I remember a commercial Sam Huff used to do. I can't remember which company it was for, but it, uh-huh. it, it's so it's so poignant. It's like to win, all you need is a plan and people to make it happen. We got to put yeah. that together. You know, we don't have that yet, unfortunately. But it is what it is. Okay. But you know, all right, man. Thanks a lot. Have a good week. All right, Sib. See you. And Sib, I gave you way too much time too. Um, <laughs> anybody heard me during the Wizards post game era? That would have never flied. I mean, I was a lot younger and grouchier back then. I guess I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've look. I've been doing this what five seasons now with this with this team. I mean, you know, it's been bad. I mean, they it, it's been a lot of losing. I mean, <laughs> so. I, you know, at this point, you come numb to it, right? And you just you can't take it personally. That's all. I mean, just don't take it personally. Uh, it'll kill you if you do. But I, I listen. They have they've got a lot of needs. They got a lot of things they got to fix. And Ron Rivera is eight games into this, and that you know it doesn't mean he shouldn't be blamed for stuff when they screw it up. But at the same time, I think you know. Yeah, he's not going to get treated like Jay Gruden in year six. You're correct. Nor should he. He's actually had a little bit of a resume in this league as a head coach, unlike Jay Gruden. So, please. Max, what's happening? I think that this whole day to Scott Campbell and in, in the uh, post game show. I'm five turnovers with those, you know, the Redskins are getting I can't hear you. Hey, Max, can we get Max a better phone line? I can't understand what he's saying. He's just, he's like gargling. He's like underwater. Did he say Scott Campbell? Who's, what is this? From Scott Cam- I don't know. I'm, I couldn't understand what he was saying. See if we can get him a better phone line or a better signal, I should say. But that was um, gargly at best. Um, Where are we going? So there was one other thing that, um, Sib said that I want to hit on. I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, about the part that yeah, the season now you just you gotta you know it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, look, like I said, been saying this for months. It doesn't. Well, maybe not months, weeks, whatever. It feels like months. It's gonna play back to Haskins. He's just gotta be ready, and he better be ready. And I don't want to hear any of the BS excuses that oh well, his feelings were hurt. That's why he's not gonna play when he comes back in. No, he's gotta be ready. If he's gonna be any kind of quarterback. You can't have your, you can't get your feelings in it. You got to be ready when the time comes again. All right, go ahead, Max. You were saying something, and you, you just really hey. I couldn't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, sorry, sorry, Scott. Yeah, the, um, the, the I was to say the saddest thing about today was listening to uh, Jason Campbell at the end in the post game show, lamenting the five turnovers and saying, well, you know, without those, the Redskins are head and shoulders better than the Giants. You know, the Redskins are not head and shoulders better than the Giants. They're just not. They're not better than the Giants. If they were, they would have beaten them once in the last five times. They're just right. not. You know, and the problem with the Redskins is is right encapsulated right in that comment. The Redskins are always thinking they're turning the corner every time they win a game. They very rarely do, but when they do, they think they're turning the corner. They beat a team uh, two weeks ago that's practically dragging people out of the stands to play, 
And now they think they're turning a corner enough to where they should just go ahead and beat the Giants. I mean, maybe if they've beaten the Giants three or three times in the last five times or twice or even once, you could say, yeah, maybe the five turnovers. But the Redskins are just not better than the Giants. They don't beat the Giants because they're not good enough. And that's a sad thing to say because the Giants are dregs. I mean, the only thing that separates the Giants from being an historically bad team is they get to play the Redskins twice a year. That's it. I mean, the only have you reason the Giants, was, have you watched the Giants this year though? It, they're a weird team. Like they actually get leads, like big leads, right? They get like double digit leads most weeks. Right. Outside of one game, they've been they've been in games and Daniel Jones granted only plays great against this team and nobody else. I mean, he's the only team he beats, but I mean, they were in outside of the 49er game. They played the Rams into the fourth quarter. Uh, obviously, they had they played the Cowboys, and Dak was still playing. He got hurt in that game. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they, you know the Eagles was a one point game. The Bucks was a two point game. The the Bears was a four point game. Hell, Steelers Monday night was a was a ten point game, but the Giants jumped off the early lead in that Monday night opener. So I, I've actually right. watched them quite more than I'd like to. They're not a real exciting team, but I like their grit. I got to be honest, with you, they're a lot more consistent than this group is. You know? I, I mean. No, the yep. Giants are competitive, without a doubt. They got a lot of good. Yep. They're competitive, but the common denominator is. And by the way, effort. they haven't had Saquon Barkley since Week One. You know, by the well, way, that's, you know, kind well, of a kind of a big part, thing to point out. Yeah, and that's why they're bad. I mean, that's another yeah. reason why they're yeah. bad. And the Redskins can't even beat them when they don't have Saquon yeah. Barkley. They're now, not here's the thing: don't bad. don't don't confuse post game comments and fan message boards or Twitter with the team. I don't. I don't get a sense that anybody in this team feels really good about where they are or how they're playing. I mean, or the co- I don't think anybody's talking trash or anything. I mean, I get what you're saying about they can't handle success or, or build on success because they haven't in the better part of the last five seasons, that's for sure. Outside of 2015, they haven't built on anything in terms of consecutive wins. I'm with you. I mean, but I, I don't well, don't confuse, like, fan talk and – you know, betting lines or whatever. I mean, you know what I'm saying? With with what the team thinks or what the players say. I, I don't know. I don't think anybody's feeling great about what they're doing. I mean, Chase Mugg's mother gave him a C-plus, for goodness sake. So even the families aren't feeling good about it. So there you go. All right. Thanks for the call, Max. By the way, all the stats we have, and tonight you're going to watch Sunday Night Football, probably most of you will, and you're going to hear about pro football focus and all this stuff, this, that, and the other, and all these advanced stats and all these things that we have in the world of football and in sports. The one truest determiner of winning over and over and over again in the NFL and, well, in football in general, turnovers. Teams that turn the ball over usually lose, and especially if you turn it over five times and you don't take any away. Turnover ratio, it has uh, stood the test of time. And it was pathetic today for Washington. They better clean it up next week against Detroit. All right, until that game, we will uh, talk to you then, unless I see you on the streets before that or on the Twitter. Hope everybody had a good day despite this game or a good week. Uh, Thanks to Anthony Haney. Thanks to Brian Mitchell for joining me. Scott Jackson saying so long. Washington football final here on the team, 980 and 95.9 FM. Have a great day.